Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're in chapter 14, looking at verses 14 through 18, read from today's new international version. Barnabas and Paul were horrified by the news of an impending sacrifice on their behalf. They, uh, well, Paul spoke healing through the power of the Holy Spirit to a man who was uh, lame from birth. The crowd takes them for uh, Hermes and Jupiter. And these are pagans. So they're saying the the gods have come in human form and they're ready to uh, have a sacrifice. Even the priest showed up for his duty. So let's listen to Acts chapter 14, verses 14 through 18, read from today's new international version. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way. Yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Again, Acts chapter 14, verses 14 through 18, in the t- today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Verses 14 through 18 read from the Today's New International uh, Version. Paul and Barnabas are appalled at the fact that these pagans want to uh, have a sacrifice to humans. We're we're humans. We're just like you. They tore their clothes, which which was a a sign of their great... uh, They detested this and their sorrow for such abominations and to show that they abhorred what the people were about to do. And they had deep grief that they should debase themselves by offering worship to human beings. 
And in today's society, we see that with our celebrities. We see people who worship them. So you can just imagine this kind of, like we have hero worship. So they're they're thinking they're worshiping these deities. These uh, And they're saying, we're not gods, Lord KG. We are humans like you. They, uh, they did this. They tore their clothes to show that they were completely human. And they also did this as a, a Jewish reaction to blasphemy. To For Paul and Barnabas, it was blasphemy to be considered a god. And then they ran in among the people. And one commentary says they sprang forth from the house through the vestibule and into the midst of the crowd that they might put an end to the delusion of the people crying out, in earnestness to hinder the idolatry of this people. They kept, they said as loud as they could, you know, as distinctly as they could. And remember, they're speaking Greek and the people are speaking their language, but they understood Greek and they're saying, we're humans, we're just like you. We have no claim, no pretensions to anything more. The word passions simply means that they have common feelings and propensities, just like everybody else. They have the nature of people, the affections of people. And it doesn't mean that they don't have ill temper, that they, you know, that they're, they're, but they didn't pretend to be gods either. They uh, basically said, we eat just like you do. We drink just like you do. We're exposed to pain, sickness, and death, just like you. We are not gods. And they told them, turn from these useless things. The, uh, the demonstrative pronoun implies a corresponding gesture. So you can imagine Paul with a, a, a sweep of his hand as he points to all the point, uh, pomp and pageantry of the intended sacrifice. The word that the Jews use for emptiness and worthlessness is vanity. And that's how they felt about, the heathen, about heathen worship. And it says that this that you're worshiping, but you should be worshiping the living God. He's the one who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all things that are in them. Paul is calling the crowd to consider the real God, the one who stands behind creation, not some lesser imaginary Greek God. The God, God is the only one worthy of worship. This doctrine that there's only one God who made all things was new to them. They worshiped multiple deities. And though they regarded Jupiter as the father of gods and human beings, yet they had no concept of that all things had been, create, been created by the will of one infinite being, our God, our living God. In contrast, they're worshiping something that's dead and dumb. And Paul calls them to turn to God who truly lives and acts. And he is the source of all life and power. He is the maker of heaven and earth. Earth. He is the giver of all good gifts. He is the judge of all evil, evil deeds. And these were strong words from Paul to people who took their pagan worship seriously because they were ready to to have a sacrifice just for Paul. They had the, the goat, the bull ready. But Paul wasn't afraid to confront this mob with the truth. 
And the truth was that idolatry was wrong. They had to turn from it. Jesus uh, could not be added like one of the little whatnots that they worshipped. And um, he spoke to them differently than he spoke to his Jewish listeners because they had no concept of Yahweh, of God. And he said, God has not left himself without a witness. He's showing you that he exists by all the good that he does. And the fact that you that he gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons and fills your heart with food and gladness. That's the kind of things that our God does. And they would attribute that to Zeus, but he's saying, no, this is Yahweh. And he says, Yahweh didn't uh, intervene directly to instruct nations other than Israel about himself. He allowed them to follow their own desires. Paul told them that blessings come from the true and living God, not Zeus. And then with all of that, they still wanted to have a sacrifice. They still didn't understand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the mighty message, the mighty word, the mighty picture that's in this section of scripture. Praying for those whose uh, ministry it is, like Paul and Barnabas, to uh, take the good news of the gospel to areas that some are hostile today. We're praying, God, that uh, as they share and as people see your miracles, that they know that the miracles are from you and not from your messenger, not from the men and women who are uh, there uh, sharing your word, sharing the good news. And Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. We know what all the needs are. Praying for my son and his, his wife as they are in the process of trying to find funds to fix their house, which was damaged by carelessness of a neighbor. I mean, we can't say it any other way. And God, we're asking for strange interventions so that they don't lose anything and that they experience restoration in every area, not just in their home, but in all areas. And we're praying that for all who are listening right now, restoration in every area of our lives in the glorious name of Jesus. And no matter what happens, we pray that the mystery of safety that spoke in favor of the Israelites when the angel of bloodshed traveled through the nation of Israel, of Egypt, I'm sorry, will speak for me this year. And against all challenges, Father, we enjoy supernatural deliverance and testimony in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.